spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Hi gang, welcome to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Bet365. My name is Marcus Speller, that guy's called Jim Campbell. Hello. This guy's called Luke Moore. Alright. And the people guy is called Pete Donaldson. The people guy? a man of the people, ladies and gentlemen. People Donaldson. People mm. Donaldson. Peep Donaldson. <laughs> people just do Donaldson. <laughs> yeah. People Pete Donaldson. That, that sounds like a TV show I don't want to watch. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll end up somehow being in. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Normally in the same sentence, it is the people versus Pete Donaldson. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't commit the crime, but if I did commit the crime, this yeah. is how I'd do it. Yeah. You, you'd still stick up for yourself, though, wouldn't you? You'd take them all on. Yeah. Mm. And my money would be on you. Mm. Have you ever represented yourself in court, Pete? <laughs> no, I've never been part of a... Uh, criminal case. <laughs> Pete Donaldson, always outnumbered, never outgunned. <laughs> <laughs> never outfunded. Yeah. Never found out. <laughs> More like. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not the forum to discuss such no. things. No. No. I fear. Um, Only God can judge me. No, that's. No. We, we can all do that <laughs> quite easily, Peter. <laughs> when everyone else is finished. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I'm doing it now. Yeah, okay. It's very easy. No, but... you're undressing me with your eyes. That's a different thing. No, it's the same to me. It's very easy to judge Pete, ladies and gentlemen. Just get to know him. Yeah. Mm. That's all you've got to do. That doesn't even take that long. No. 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 Just follow him on Twitter. No. As you can tell, long term listeners to this show will know that he does put it all out there. So that, it's easy to learn. That's enough. He's a good man, Peter. I'm joking. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Wayne Rooney's retired from international football. He has. Mm. He's uh, he's gone. He's gone from the England schedule, which I'm pleased about because um, it was going to be a fairly tiresome "Will he? Won't he be recalled?" type debate. The moment he, well, the, the way his, his 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 club career appears to be going, Everton. So I'm pleased he's uh, he's, he's yeah. made, taken the plunge. So look, look, that you, said you, though, yeah, it's, he's clearly going to clearly going to have the same sort of newspaper headlines going. Bring him out of retirement. Yeah, no, bring him mate, out it's, of retirement. It's already started. There was an interview <laughs> with Roy Hodgson, like talking about the announcement where Jeff Shreves basically said, "You know, do you think he'd be tempted to return?" And Hodgson said. I'd imagine sooner or later he, he probably will be. Yeah. <laughs> oh God! Like, let him retire. Hodgson actually started that by saying, "Well, uh, as you know, I'm not a gambling man." I thought, "No, you're not a gambling man, are you?" No. Let's, let's play it very safe. Yeah. <laughs> and and we also, found that out. Also, um, I mean, I mean, how, at what point does it? Does the people? Does the media at large accept a retirement? Are yeah. they going to be talking about you know Gary Lineker again? You know? yeah. He's still <laughs> only 31. To be fair, but Lineker. <laughs> he, he looks 31. He looks fantastic. He looks well. Yeah. He, he looks very well. Yeah. But I, I, I love the manner of it as well. Uh, apparently, Gareth Southgate rang him to sort of see if he'd be interested in joining up with the squad, and he just retired. Yeah. Classic Southgate luck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is he turning into Keegan Southgate? Yeah. Yeah. No, was that not like, kind of like a, he wanted him, and he went, "No, this is the time for me to say no." 
Well, yeah, I, think, I think that's... Yeah, I think it's kind of like... I, I think nah. that's probably a good idea, actually. This is why he never came out and, and, and <laughs> announced his retirement, because yeah. people would have said... Well, well, no one, no one's yeah, asking well, you. Well, yeah, you're getting back yeah, in, yeah, mate. Yeah, but no. Now he can oh, say, "Oh, you absolutely had to wait for that to happen." Yeah, you, can't, you can't sack me. I quit. Otherwise, it's like when you know Darius Vassell retires from international football <laughs> in like 2010. <laughs> well, well, no, has one, he? Well, <laughs> if, if, I don't know. If Wayne Rooney had retired before like the Euros, I mean, he would have been 29. Slash 30. I mean, that's not a good time to retire from international well, football, Paul's is it? Paul Scholes-esque, isn't it? You'll yeah, You'll beloved Alan Shearer retired from he did. 30. Was it 30? But he was ravaged so. with in- injury. To be fair, Rooney's, apart from his body shape, his, his physicality, he's not spent a lot of time on the bench. He's just been... Um, no. He's and, been and, benched well, a lot, but not, he, not through his own... He uh, last season. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> not for his own uh, he's, he, had a, he had a miraculous amount of uh, Mourinho-led niggly injuries last season <laughs> <laughs> but I, th- I think the time is and, and, and Marcus made this point earlier before we came on the time w- when, when Rooney's retiring which is which is now is is to actually celebrate his career and, and, yes, and talk yeah. about the positives because we can all sort of be churlish about it and petty and go well you didn't do this and you didn't do that but actually you look at his career both at club and international level He's had quite a good time of it. He's not done badly. And people, yeah. people may say, "Oh, well, hang on a minute." Anyone, any, you know, you're just <laughs> anyone who talks off- like that, I wouldn't <laughs> want to listen to anyway. <laughs> oh, well, hang on a minute. <laughs> uh, don't talk to me about Wayne Rooney, okay? <laughs> um, no, if, if you look at Rooney's career just for a moment at England level. It's an exceptional international career, yeah. purely for the fact, even if you take in isolation that he's England's top goalscorer of all time, he's England's top goalscorer yeah. of all yeah, time. Yeah, of course. I mean, I mean, you know, a lot's made of that he only scored one goal at World Cups, but I only read this today, this is like really interesting, only Gary Lineker and Alan Shearer have scored more goals at tournaments. Mm. Which is astounding. Yeah, you mean at World Cups? No, 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 no at tournaments. Oh, tournament. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, well, yeah. Of, 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 of the goals he scored at international level, thirty-seven of them came in qualifiers and tournaments. So, I mean, obviously he got a fair few at, at European Championships, and it is—it's not a stretch to say that if he didn't contribute that vast amount of goals and qualifiers, I mean, you could always say, oh, yeah, someone else mm. would have scored them, but they didn't. He did. Yeah, thirty-seven goals out of his um, was it fifty-three he got in total, mm. I think. In, a, in competitive games, he's very, very strong, and 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 that's 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 aside from the fact that some people will say, oh, you know, but he never really performed at a tournament. Well, find me a player in England that has performed mm. at a tournament in our lifetime. It doesn't really happen that and often. He, he, he had a fantastic year in two thousand and four. I know we have to go back to his debut, but it, you know he still did it. He know? did, Jim. You're and, absolutely and, right. And that's a fair point. And at club level, he won five Premier League titles, an FA Cup, three League Cups, a Champions League, and a Europa League, and a World Club Cup as well. And it is worth bearing in mind that his trophies were won across ten years. So yeah. his first trophy was a. Premier League, I think, uh, in 06 or 07, and his last was the Europa League in, in just last season. So, mm. I mean, clearly a, a mm. huge, a hugely long career as well. Great longevity in it, in, it yeah. in his football, which is great to see. And actually, he had he was great for stunning moments, wasn't he? I mean, a hat trick on his debut in the Champions League. That mm. that is well, he hasn't retired from club phenomenal. football, gentlemen. No, of course not. But I mean, you know, it's still he is a player that has done so much that's that, that stands out and I think people look at Rooney now as a bit of a drudge do you know what I mean a bit of a spent force and he used to be able to light things up And you know. he, had, he had a great combination of English steel and toughness and good sort of continental flair as well in his pomp I know he's still playing I do take that point but an interesting um, quote is, came from Gary Lineker actually who said who called him a player's player, which mm-hmm. I think is really, really important because the criticism you get about from Wayne, towards Wayne really does tend to be from people who haven't played the game. Now we we are in that bracket. You you speak to um you speak to a, an ex player or a manager and they'll say he's got to play and it, and then we're talking about good players say that mm. as well good managers say that Wayne has got to play I was on the radio earlier today talking to um to uh, Ray Parler you know he he had a good career Ray mm-hmm. Parler. He said exactly the same thing. Wayne is a brilliant player. I can't. I can't understand as an ex-player why people don't rate him. 
um, which is which is interesting, I think. Which which why I thought Gary Lineker crystallised it quite well. Was saying he was a player's player. Maybe if you need that insight of playing at the top level to realise exactly what he offers, even when he doesn't look like he's bringing in these spectacular moments that Jim was mentioning. Well, he was one of the first players that our generation kind of grew up with, effectively. In that, like we've seen his entire career, and yeah. we will continue to see his entire career. Like, I, I, in the same way that we saw most of Beckham's as well. That kind of generation was kind of like, oh. I've watched him make his debut at 16 or 17 and then just go all the way through and, and, yeah. and the picks and you remember how good he was at the at his first tournament you remember how good he was for the first couple of seasons for Everton and the first few for Manchester United yeah, imagine yeah. like imagine 2006 2007 vintage Wayne Rooney fit I mean yeah. you know he'd he walk into any team back in the day didn't he? he he did I mean look if someone said when he scored that goal for Everton against Arsenal we'll go right back to the start of his of his career if you said because we see some English players burst onto the scene you think oh they look pretty good and, they, and they, then they don't do much or then they go on to have respectable careers and that's fair enough if you said well that guy that guy there who just scored that goal he's going to become England's top scorer of all time I mean mm. <laughs> come on yeah. and I think actually that the reason why um, people uh, got a bit fed up with Rooney England level is because I think there are some fair comments that he sometimes his style of play didn't perhaps suit a couple of the other players around him and maybe that particular system some of the players you know, had didn't compliment the, the, him the, the sendings off the Algiera comments at the, yeah, the camera course. lens and stuff that doesn't indeed no, no, that, to, I, to, I, to, I it's, it's not befitting of a captain Pete, certainly that's very fair you, you, you mentioned something quite interesting that I found quite interesting anyway where you said we've watched his, his career from start to finish now of course we hope he's got a lot more to offer for Everton this season and you know he started the season very strongly but the first two um the two players I can remember that mm. as in you watch it from start to finish was uh, David Beckham yeah. and, and also Michael Owen. Yeah. Yeah. But they, and obviously Rooney came along a bit after that. But one of the things I do like about about Rooney is I think you know these days he comes across as quite a good bloke. Like yeah, he, I, I, I think he's made his mistakes in the public eye, and and they are and they are there for everyone to see. Mm. And you know he's a young man when most of them happened. He's and, just out of his twenties as well. You, yeah, you yeah, sort of yeah, forget he, that, don't you? Because you've been living with exactly. And he's, and he's and I think he's matured into. He seems like a quite. I watched a documentary, which I know is a bit of a PR puff piece, but he still can. You can you can always mm. see if someone's like a kind-hearted, like gentle type person. He yeah. seemed nice. Um, <laughs> There's I, been other documentaries about other people, and uh, yeah, yeah you, they're not always uh, one of the favorable. Things, one of the things that we, it was brilliant was when he, you know he got. <laughs> we talked about it on, on earlier in the week with going for Globe when he got punched out by Phil Bardsley yeah. and then he did that celebration yeah, yeah. that celebration was amazing it, if it wasn't Wayne Rooney doing that everyone would be going that is a legendary celebration yeah, yeah. for him to react to those <laughs> press headlines in that way oh, I completely Fantastic. agree and well, actually, it's, it's like he's shushing to the to the, the City yeah. fans isn't it this, this week and his well, tweet afterwards we'll come to that but, but, but with regards to say like just to take the Algeria comment when he said you know nice to have your own fans booing you it's kind of a fair point though he shouldn't yeah. do it. Don't get me wrong. But if you if your fans are going to boo you, yeah. no one's more frustrated than those players walking off the pitch. But I, I would like. I'd also say about World after Cups. a goalless draw with Algeria, let's not forget what the score yeah, well, was. Hang on, probably the worst game I've ever seen. <laughs> I, I, I do agree with that, which is why I mentioned it in uh, in the introduction to the Ramble book. But you know, clean sheet. We forget that. <laughs> but, um, in the 2014 World Cup, people. The reason why I think people look at Wayne Rooney's England career and go, mm, is because I think that a lot of people, he came along at a similar time to Cristiano Ronaldo and Messi, and it was often in mm. the English media only, talked about Ronaldo, Messi, Rooney. And Rooney, well, even those two have, have, have not had the best of times at international No, Ronaldo's only recently kind of nailed it on the international yeah, level, and he, and he, after and being got, a kind of 
a, a lawn kind of figure for a long time. Sure, yeah, but I think people wanted Rooney to really grab this England team, or the England yeah, team, right. like the scruff of the neck, like he did in, in 2004, mm. and he never really did that. Now, in 2014, uh, England lost to Italy, and then again, and against Uruguay, they needed to rally, and he got the goal. And if it, had England have gone through from that group, they got a better result. I think that was his time, actually. He got the equaliser, and everyone thought, finally, he's got his World Cup goal. If England got a draw, he'd play Costa Rica. I know I'm getting into ridiculous, unnecessary chaos theory kind of territory. No, I take the point. I think it's a fair point. I think that was his time, and if it wasn't for England, you know, doing the old self-destruct and then Europe, yeah. Suarez mugging mm. us off and all that kind of business, I really thought that was it, and, and, and it was almost robbed from him, in a sense. I know that's perhaps mm. harsh language. I think as well, though, Wayne Rooney was the most, probably the most talented, you, you, you could argue, and the most certainly the most high-profile player in, in a team, in an England team, that effectively just... You know, underperformed for a whole generation. So sooner or later, you're going to become the lightning well, rod for that. With the, the way you, I mean, with England, with with international football, it's very, very condensed and very, very. Um there's not a dilution there. If you, when you play at club level, you play for years and years and years and years, and you play pretty much. If you're fit and healthy, and you're good. You play every week, and the the, the quality tends to rise to the top, and that's why Wayne has won a lot of trophies. At international level, you get a chance every two years, and. The cards have to fall in your favour, mm. and you have to have at least. I mean, even if you go back to sort of people talking about Maradona in '86 and stuff, Maradona had some good players around. Oh, him. he did. Yeah. So you can talk about players winning trophies on their own. Yeah, Maradona at Napoli, Maradona at the World Cup, and fine. That's not the time for that. that this is not the time for that discussion. But Wayne really needs to have some good quality players around him as well. Mm. And I wonder, looking back on that in quotes, golden generation, which is ridiculous. I mean, that should, that, that name should only really be bestowed upon a group of players retrospective. Gary yeah, never once probably. Rightly called it England, the Tony Blair years. Right, okay. And okay. it's much more fitting if so you think about it. It's not always um, a situation where a player is able to win something at international level. And you made a good point there, Peter, about Cristiano Ronaldo. It has to fall in your favour. Mm. And luckily for Ronaldo, it has done. Of course, he played a big part in that. But he didn't score the goal in the final, for example. You know, other, other players have to come in and do their bit as well. So. And he broke his foot during a tournament as well. So, I mean, exactly. that's, that's not well, ideal. He was on either, absolute fire as yeah. well. Yeah. And, and so, you know, in summary, a great international career. And we hope he's got more to offer at club level. And I'm sure he has. And, and, and hopefully he'll do. Um, you know, a totty or something like that when the tournament comes around Imagine. as you were alluding to earlier, Jim. Yeah, go on then. <laughs> <laughs> go on then. Yeah. And it um, wasn't me alluding to that, it was Jeff Shreve. So I'd, I'd like to distance myself from I think that it was everybody's yeah. thinking that. <laughs> Sometimes it's easy to get you two confused. Yeah. A bit like your politics, Jim. You're only yeah. saying what everyone's thinking. <laughs> yeah. um, Rooney, though, going on uh, about uh, some, more his humorous side, that tweet he sent out. Um, sent out <laughs> he flyed yeah. um, that tweet uh, of him celebrating in front of the Etihad faithful when they were all sort of giving him the V's and all the rest of it with the caption saying always oh, nice to see a few familiar faces that was great <laughs> there, was a, there was a couple where the, the actually, I saw one where it was that, that picture and an old picture uh, where the same two fans but yeah. clearly about six or seven years apart had been yeah. highlighted it's it's like, still, it was like, a, it was like a father and his son and it, yeah. was like, it was only like four years ago or something and the son shot up <laughs> he's got so much yeah. older it's a lovely day out it's a lovely day out swearing at quality bonding but what, the guy is doing the exact same V sign, which I quite like. Yeah. That's his I mean, usual thing. That's his, that's his, that's his standard bearer. Yeah, <laughs> a, a, a V sign's fairly yeah. standard, though, isn't it? I mean, I don't, I don't know how you deviate from if it's, it. If it's not that makes it up sometimes, wear them around. Use different fingers, maybe? I, th- I, I think it's more than fair enough. But it was Rooney's uh, 200th Premier League goal, of course. Is there time? Is about, there time was, to reach 260? I was thinking about this, not for long, and I don't think there is time. No. Now. 
Um, and, but just quickly, I, I know we don't want to do the whole show on Wayne Rooney. We've got to talk a bit about club football and stuff mm. and what's happening this weekend. But it's an argument to say that you guys, you didn't say this, but you maybe intimated that he was a little, Marcus, he was a little bit overrated being referenced to Messi and Ronaldo and that sort of stuff. Now, of course, those two stand alone and rightly so. Yeah. But I would make an argument in a certain way that Wayne Rooney, because he essentially looked like a potato, and I don't mm-hmm. mean that in a facetious way, he looked, he wasn't the most marketable With of looking guys. Though. Yeah, he, but. I think if he looked like, if he looked like David Beckham, would he have been rated even more high? I agree with you. Mm. I totally agree with you. Possibly. Uh, yeah, no, I know. Well, I, 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 I think again, it's the body shit, wasn't it for me? He's when he puts on a couple of pounds, he looks like a bloke who's yeah. put on ten pounds. Why are you looking at break. me when you're saying that? <laughs> <laughs> this is outrageous, Marcus. Like, wrestle this back. So I mean, look he's he's me. already a, he's already a stocky kind of guy. So when you sort of see him jumping off a, a yacht in the middle of uh, Norway, Pete, when he fully retires, he's going Ruddock. Oh, he's going Ruddock, definitely. Yeah, he's going Brucey Ruddock. Most anyway, of the Middlesbrough anyway, 90s squad. As I said, it's not a time to talk about that sort of stuff now. He's still in his career. Do you remember when um, Antonio Cassano was asked what, what he planned to do when he retired and he said, I plan to eat everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it might right. be similar. Absolutely right. And but isn't that sad that these footballers have, you know, a millionaire lifestyle and they've got everything at their foot. Women throwing themselves at them, like money. We can do what they want, but they can't eat. They can't have a nice cheesecake every now and again, can they? Oh, they've no, got to be careful. Sad. Peter, it's not, it's not that sad. <laughs> it's sad. It's utterly worth the pay. Peter, I understand what you mean, but when they get into their late 30s, oh, they'll make up for <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They will make up for Women covered in cheesecake. <laughs> I'm having it. <laughs> Women cake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dearie me. But, but Rooney has, has started very well for Everton. Of course, a couple of yeah. goals in, in his first two Premier League. Well, return, of course, when he's back in Everton. Um, and they've got a good point at Manchester City. They're doing well. They're up against Chelsea at the bridge this weekend. So essentially, two of their hardest games will be out the way early doors. And, and we don't know really what type of Chelsea we're going to see because um, clearly they were much more impressive against Spurs. But there was a very defensive, sort of safety first type performance mm. at a team they clearly thought would be a, a threat this season yeah. And, yeah, and rightly so. So this is a tricky um, one for them. Against Burnley, they struggled badly. But first, I always say, and I, I hope the record will state that I've said this quite regularly since we've been doing the show, the first day of the season's a bit of a write-off. You know yeah. what you're going to get. It's, it's, so, so it was I, this year. Yeah, well, it was, <laughs> for, the place. It was for them. Yeah. And I, would, I wouldn't put too much stock in that. But so we still, there's an element we don't really know sort of what Chelsea are all about. Mm. I, I feel like for some reason I, I get, I've got a better idea in my mind what Everton are all about. So that'll be that'll be fascinating to see how that plays well out. Well stocked is the word. Um, yeah. <laughs> And and um, Rooney, is, as 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 you said, Mark, because he, he started the, the season like a house on fire, really. And I think this will be this this England thing will be a weight off his mind because whatever people say about how proud they are to play for their country, I'm sure they are. And by the way, Wayne Rooney didn't pull out a squad. He never pulled no, out squads when he was right. a England player. But he's going to have a lot less travelling. He's going to mm. spend a lot more time with his family. He's going to be a lot more settled, I think. Which, given that the fact he's still got a lot of ability, um, could be an absolute boon for Everton. And I'll be interested to see how he fares against them um, against a, a good quality defensively minded Chelsea side. Mm. If indeed they go like that at home, which they may. Well, you say. Well, that's presuming you won't be in the um, Europe squad, the Europe, <laughs> Europa League yeah. squad. Well, quite. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Yeah, blimey. Well, uh, apparently, sorry, Everton haven't won at Stamford Bridge in the Premier League since 1994. That is, yeah. that is a well, hell of a ooh. run. There was an amazing game. Was it at Stamford Bridge? Um, when they Chelsea beat Everton five three a couple of seasons. Oh, ago. that rings a bell. Yeah. That was an amazing yeah. game. So fingers crossed it'll be similar to that. Was it ninety four? Last season as well. I think it was five nil. One of the one of the performances yeah, one of the Cummins was like, yeah, I got that wrong. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> back, back in ninety four, they were probably quite evenly matched, weren't they? Chelsea and Everton. They were both yeah, kind of, so. Everton yeah. probably were better than well, Chelsea. Everton were sort of. Well, Everton won the cup in ninety five. Yeah, yeah, they did. And they were often around the relegation zone. I remember. Everton are thirteen to two with better three six five to beat Chelsea at Stamford Bridge. Anyway, so ten pound on that. Um, will return £75, including stake. Um, Chelsea, 
still in for Oxlade Chamberlain, which I think is is. Is, is, is fascinating purely because um, Arsenal, we talked about them earlier in the week with Ozil and Sanchez and the type of player that they, they may or may not be and, and what Arsenal should be doing. I think Oxlade Chamberlain is exactly the type of player that Arsenal need. I mean, he's, he, he wants to play, he works really hard. Um, he, to me, he looks reasonably impressive in a number of different positions. If he can hold down a position, particularly, I think he'd be a real asset to them and they'd be crazy to let him the go. The problem is, mate, he's, he's, um, he's said to Wenger's face, um, according to, to all reports, that he, he doesn't want to sign a new deal. And I think a lot of it is actually down to nailing down a position. So exactly, right. you know, exactly his kind of, um, you know, benefit to Arsenal is exactly what he considers is, is hindering him. So it's, sure it's, he said that he wants barrel. to stay. That's, he that's, those, to, are, those are the reports. So I read somewhere that Wenger said that, he, that Oxford Chambers wants to stay. Well, the, the reports I've said have Wenger said, says, seen that Wenger's he's said to Wenger's first I heard that, he's that Wenger not sign says that Alex Oxford-Chamberlain has to say that he wants to stay at the club. So there's like three different reports saying three <laughs> different things. If I had 10p for every time Wenger said something which wasn't true this summer. <laughs> I mean, uh, earlier in the summer he said, um, I know definitely that Kylian Mbappe's not going anywhere. He's not moving. Mm, right. And he's also said recently that the other Monaco player they're Thomas in for, Lamar. Lamar, isn't going anywhere. Yeah. I mean... I, I would take that with a pinch of salt well, as well. So, well, he's, he said with, to Lamar that the deal between Arsenal and Monaco is dead. Yeah. Um, but, he, you know. Wenger also said I did not see it, and he did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you sort of look at these players like uh, Chamberlain, you sort of go, like, he's going to be a £40 million player, isn't he? Just mm. simply because that's how the market is. Yeah. If you're from the top four, you go for £40 million. That seems to be how not it works. Not in the top four, bruv. Well, he used to be in the top four. Mm. And he's short. The only thing to contact to, to counteract that though is his, his contract is short, so he might uh, be a bit, he might okay. be a bit cheaper. But obviously, yeah. obviously he's in demand. Mm. And, and the thing is, he, I, I, I got a feeling that, for example, Spurs. I mean, we talked about Chelsea going in for Danny Rose. I don't think Spurs would sell to Chelsea. The no. idea that Arsenal will sell to Chelsea, I think, is a little bit unsettling as well. Yeah, it's it's it's, well, we'll see, won't we? It depends it's on. It is very different, isn't it? It also depends what the club who are signing him want him for. Because you know, if, if they want to play him as a wing back, where he's excelled, um, you know, in the few games he's played there, that, that's not going to be great to him because he wants to play. Down the middle, and I, you know, yeah. Chelsea it, aren't going to give him that. It's true, Jim. It is very, very true. Uh, we move on to Manchester City. They were in uh, Spain playing a friendly against Girona. The, the the City Football Group buying up another team and all mm. that kind of stuff. A lot of big players played in that game as well. A few did, Jim, but we're not wanting to talk about that, as you well know, because Lionel Messi's dad has been in Manchester City. No, I don't want to talk about that either. <laughs> I want to talk about Benjamin Mendy. We could get some lols out of this guy this season. Um, and that's what we're all about here. Um, he got in trouble with some of the British pundits, uh, Gerard and Lampard uh, included, uh, with, with, with his comments on Twitter about Brighton's own goal, of course, against Manchester City. He tweeted, bullet header, and three laughing emojis. Mm. Yeah, that means that's serious stuff. That's a long giggle, that. He also, I, I don't know why people are so upset about that. I think that's quite fun. Mm. Um, but the thing he's done, uh, it's got himself in a little bit of serious trouble compared to that. Yeah, well, the wrong side of the law. The wrong side of the law is um, receiving a £60 parking fine for parking his Ferrari in a taxi rank. <laughs> what, people, what people don't realise is Benjamin Mendes is currently suffering from a thigh strain, mm-hmm. so it might, might just be that he wants to park as close to the building as possible. Man City fans should be applauding his foresight mm. for not aggravating the injury. Maybe he wanted is to he catch a taxi. Driver? Maybe yeah. he wanted to catch a taxi. Well, maybe he, thought, he is well, a taxi. <laughs> maybe, Jim, he might be parking a taxi there. He might have the Uber app on. He might fancy a, a test. <laughs> Of he's Nando's. Not, that's what he was <laughs> Is that right? Is that, was that Nando's? Dro- yeah, just How very on brand for a footballer. <laughs> yeah, I had a Nando's yesterday. 
And you're not a footballer. Come at me, bro. <laughs> full of protein, Peter. It is yeah. full of protein. Uh, Manchester City rejected a £10 million bid uh, from Swansea for Wilfred Bonner. Sell. The, I'll tell you come what. On. Yeah. The, the bra- <laughs> Throw the br- him a bone. Set him free. Yeah, the Throw him a bonnie. 13 million. I mean, come on. The brass neck on that. <laughs> <laughs> 17 league goals in the last three years. Looks mm. an absolute shell of a player. <laughs> you know, 13 million. I mean, genuinely, though, that could actually turn out to be a bargain, right? If, they, if Swansea can get the bonnie they sold, I know that's a big if, but you know, Sigurdsson did very well when he went back, obviously very different players, but Swansea need goals. Definitely. And I, th- I think it, would work, it could possibly work for Swansea. Um, if I was a Man City fan, I'd be standing in a barrel of broken glass with him on my shoulders, I mean, sh- shuffling my way all the way to Swansea for that money. What a, what a thought. Take, Why take, stand in the barrel? You get there far quicker without it. Not if you to, roll it. Take it to mainland <laughs> Europe, because my bonnie could lie over the ocean. What's you that? never know. What are you talking about? The, the whole thing, my like bonnie lies over the ocean. My mm. bonnie lies over the ocean. He some, Pete sometimes does this with songs he's never heard of before. Oh, no, I do know my what he's bonnie talking lies about. over the ocean, so bring back my bonnie, bonnie to, to me. Swansea. Bring <laughs> back, bring back, go oh, bring da, 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 my da, 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 bonnie da, da, to me. To me. There we are. That's what they'll be singing ah, in the street. I shall have a fish sheet on a little dish sheet. I shall have a fish sheet when the ball comes in. Yeah, hang yeah. on a minute, we haven't got to an ad break yet. <laughs> um, but now it's time. Oh, no, before we do that, actually, we should say Manchester City are away to Bournemouth, who themselves uh, are looking for a new signing in the form of Damari Gray. They've mm. reportedly um, had a £20 million uh, bid rejected for, uh, for for Gray, and Leicester are wanting about £26 million. Yeah, I mean, this is, this is... I mean, if you want something... I know we, we've discussed uh, this transfer winner that, that the figures don't really mean an awful lot, but to put this into context, Leicester signing for, I think, £3.7 million. Not that long ago. I mean, he's only yeah. 21 now. I think he's only just 21, mm. in fact. He's um, he's not really been able to hold down a place at, at Leicester. He's got one goal and four assists in total since he's been there. I mean, <laughs> £20 million. Pounds. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's, and, it's, and, it's, and quibbling over it as well. It's a huge amount of money just revolving around these different clubs. But yeah, Bournemouth are 17-2 to two with Bet365 to beat Man City at the weekend, which would be a huge scalp, of course. And £10 uh, on that would return £95, including the stake. Mm. Uh, it's ridiculous amount of money. Ryan Sessegnon, the young Fulham player, who's mm. very, very highly rated. I think Fulham turned down like twenty-five million from Spurs. Or but, you, but, but there's no. But I don't think there's any way that that's going to be money up front. I mean, you look. You look yeah. at the Sissoko deal where he's talking about going to Juventus now from Spurs. The Lovely. way Spurs structure their transfers, Sissoko, I think it was reported at thirty million. But mm. what it actually was was six million pound per year for five years. Yeah. Okay. So if he only goes after if he goes after a season after two years season, Spurs haven't paid thirty yeah. million for him. Mm. And I would imagine with Ryan Sessegnon it would be a structured deal right. it's just that newspapers like reporting these yeah, massive well, numbers absolutely I mean this is the thing isn't it no like uh, there's no kind of standard way to do a transfer from everything I've understood about mm. it so you know as you say it's just the papers make it it's, it's very easy and very sort of consumable kind of news isn't it to have these massive well, figures on you, things if you're trying to sell a newspaper you're going to go for the highest number of course it's like the Coutinho thing a talk of 118 or something at that time a week or so ago and it was one of the one of the th- factors that made up that transfer fee was if he won the Ballon d'Or it's like yeah. so it's quite unlikely to happen so you have to take it, take it with a pinch of salt anyway right ladies and gentlemen now it's time for some correspondence with that man the people guy Pete Donaldson the people guy returneth with a handful of A4 bleach white paper hello to Gavin Gents, in the most recent episode, uh, one of you mentioned that all pilots sounded the same. Apparently, this is because pilots in the beginning of the jet edge tried to imitate the speech patterns of famous pilot Chuck Yeager. Correct. Oh, it's, it's all about it. The book uh, that um, unveils that is Tom Wolfe's The Right Stuff, a bloody good read, and he's absolutely right. I had no idea. He, he must be American Ch- with a name like Chuck. Yeah, Chuck Yeager was a yeah, very famous a, uh, fighter pilot, wasn't no, he? No, one of the... Yeah, one of, I think possibly... 
the first guy to break the sound barrier, possibly. Uh, one, certainly one of the first few. Yeah, that must, he, that said that a, he had a lot of flight sims back that in the 80s. must be American pilots, though, he's talking yeah, he had yeah. a very, but he had a very folksy tone. Yeah, okay. And so it was, uh, and it was adopted, I think, to make people feel more settled in the first era of, 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 of plane travel because they were quite nervous about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Take it to the Luton Pete show. Also, I visited <laughs> Australia, says Gavin, and when coming in to land in Brisbane, the, po- the pilot said, good day, we're going to be landing in Brizzo in a few moments. Yeah. So, so, <laughs> Brizzo! I, I talked about this earlier in the week, That's and, nice. and, and I, I forgot to mention my friend who, who told me about it is a guy called Adam Caveney, a good friend of mine. It was him who told me about Good day, we're going to Sydney. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently in Australia, they're a bit more laissez-faire with their announcements. Aren't they always? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Julian Marks has sent a news clipping from Boston, uh, basically of a dude trying to punch a police horse. Ah, nice to ah, see it happening new, over there too. Geordie no, boys on tour. Yeah. Geordie boys on tour. Nice to see Newcastle people. The people of Newcastle getting a holiday. Yeah, a man, yeah. A man called Mr. Pagan was charged with assault and battering a police officer, resisting arrest, and interfering with a police horse, which is an unwelcome wow. sense no. <laughs> on your record, really, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Mr. Uh, Pagan who goes around punching horses. <laughs> what a character. Relief. I bet he's got a uniform and everything. Um, hello <laughs> to uh, dear Marcus, uh, Pete, Jim and Luke. This is from Nigel. Um, I enjoy the show. Stop it. Uh, Luke mentioned a lack of depth to United on Monday, so I thought I'd run this alternative starting 11 of full internationals by you, none of whom uh, started in the 4-0 away win on Sunday. So Romero, Shaw, Smalling, Rojo, uh, Rojo uh, Damian, uh, Young, Herrera, Carrick, Lingard, Marwan Fellaini, Anthony Marshall. Not too bad and yeah. Ibra, Ibra will join presumably I mean, at some I mean, point yeah, you can break that down yeah. a little bit <laughs> to be fair, <laughs> to be fair yeah. Nigel at least four of those players aren't that good <laughs> yeah, yeah Rome- Romero is, is not the number one for a reason he's, yeah. he's alright Ashley not, Young's not that good a couple of times no. <laughs> Luke Shaw's had his troubles I think uh, Ashley Young's not that good in, in more than one position <laughs> <laughs> he said I was going to suggest that Luke was perhaps wrong in his suggestion but then I reread my team and noticed that I'd put Fellaini in so I accept his point fair enough Nigel yeah, fair. I think that's the first Nigel's ever been in touch with us do you reckon no we've had Nigel's before and I'm the guy who dispenses with the old uh, yeah. show at the football ramble. You nonsense. are very, very trustworthy. Yeah, <laughs> very. Mem- I remember things. One thing I? about Pete when it comes to the emails is he runs Airtight. a bloody tight ship. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <Airtight. laughs> he's not the first ones that just appear in the email box. Marcus, if I know Pete, he's probably got them all folded away, different yeah. sections. When I look at Pete, I think there's a man who keeps records. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, up, I'm up all night and I've got them. I've got all of them. I'm in a, like a big high-backed yeah. armchair and I've got yeah. all of the sheets they, out, they, hard they, copies in a in a crescent. They do not call him Pete Paper Trail Donaldson for nothing. <laughs> Oh, they're taking the mick because I'm always uh, just confused about where I'm supposed to be at on any given day. Because you'll fly yeah. by night, basically. Yeah. Fly right, by and, night. I mean, and it's time you, for an ad break, ladies and gentlemen. G'day, we're going to Brisbane. Life is made up of many gorgeous moments. Cherish them all, big and small, with Blue Nile. Whether it's for yourself or a loved one, Blue Nile's unrivaled selection of expertly crafted fine jewellery and statement pieces help make all your moments sparkle. Blue Nile's experts are on hand to guide you, and their diamond guarantee ensures you get the highest quality at the best price. Celebrate a life well-lived in the most radiant way, and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey everyone, I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. I deeply regret the comments I made. 
Uh, and didn't we all that day? Um, uh, oh, hang on a minute, Luke, you've got something marvellous to tell the listeners. Yes, the first episode of On the Continent, our weekly look at European football with Andy Brassel and James Horncastle is out now and will continue every Wednesday throughout the season. This week we discussed all the big guns, a bit of a scene setter, Neymar, Barcelona, the Milan clubs and Bayern, as well as some of your, um, some of your correspondents. From next week you'll have to subscribe separately, so if you haven't done so, please go and do that now by searching On the Continent on iTunes or wherever you get your pods. Mm. I know I was on that particular podcast and, and will be every Wednesday, of course, but it was brilliant. There we go. Mm. It was brilliant. And I, I listened to it last night uh, while I was playing the video games uh-huh. and obviously preparing the emails for the show as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, really With fun. Your feet. Really fun, really interesting, really illuminating. Give, give it a bash. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> give it a bash. And what I would say is that um, Luke keeps using the worst picture of James Horncastle for the Twitter page. On purpose, mate. You're going to lose him. Yeah. He's no, not going to turn no. up onto the show. He signed on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I used the picture of him looking particularly dishevelled and the first qu- comment, the question back was, how long had James Horncastle been at sea when he took that photo? <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's a sort of banter. Mm. So anyway, Marcus, back to you. There's a little bit of bansos, um, which is the European form of it. Now, Liverpool beat <laughs> Hoffenheim this week. and mm. Oh, they scored the goal of the season. They did oh, score beautiful. one of the goals of the season. Although Real Madrid and Casemiro would suggest they, they scored the goal. But Kloppo loved it. He did mm. love it. Well, when it went in the back of the net, you must have seen that, ladies and gentlemen. What a move it was and what a goal um, that uh, Emre Chan got on the end of. Mm. And Klopp, uh, you could see him scream, That's football! The, yeah. what, that <laughs> when it went <laughs> in. Into the crowd as well. Yeah. Did, I thought he said, This is football. Oh, it's Something along those lines. Because I, yeah. I was obsessed. Do you remember the, there was a video game called This Is Football back yes, in the day? Yes, I do remember that. Do remember? Yeah. And you could have uh, you could have like uh, like really big players like Thierry Henry playing in like a schoolyard and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> playing like jumpers a goalpost and it had a dive button. Oh, it's brilliant. Yeah, mm, fantastic. Um, and that, and that evokes wonderful. This memories. is football. I used well, to shout. Well, the previous game when he when he when he shouted virtuous striker two. <laughs> that reminded me of a particular um, one of the few video games that have Robbie Keane on the uh, cover. Was, was it? it? Yeah. Robbie Keane in Ireland and it was Kieran Dyer in England. Wow. So I, I once went on a holiday with my parents to Florida when I was about 13. Mm. And uh, <laughs> my mum and my mum's, I had a superintendent at the time. Mm. Uh, and my mum said to me, oh yeah, when you're out there, because um, electronic stuff back in the day used to be cheaper in the US, mm. right? And she said, oh, you can have any game you want. Mm. You just get yourself a game as like a little present. You had to get. Well, they're not region locked. You had to get a little converter. You okay. could buy a converter. Oh, that's as well. naughty. Yeah, I know, right? It's, it's fine. Yeah. Um, but that guy and, in the pub sold everything. Obviously, <laughs> like a, like a total idiot because I was like football obsessed. Like a total idiot. I bought. I decided to buy a football game oh, in America. Oh no! And, oh, no. And at the time, it was like. I mean, it was, it was just this game called Goal. It was the worst football game I've ever played. It was terrible. Oh, I, I thought film. you were going to say you put it in and it was American football. Yeah. No, 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 no. That would no, have been no. even better. Good no. no. John Madden. No. So, yes. if anything, I was a bit disappointed with mm. the that story. But, but taking it back to Liverpool, I just want to—I just want to get a takeaway from this game against Hoffenheim because um, Liverpool promised to be entertaining this season. I think we all agree. Well, they've started well, um, but they've been handed an eminently winnable Champions League group, and they I'm have. sure we'll talk about it in more depth uh, next week on, on the continent. But, but they've, they've avoided got, Brendan Rodgers' Celtic, well, which he'll be disappointed about. <laughs> they've got Spartak Moscow, who who won the league last season in Russia but um, didn't score a huge amount of goals and they're really struggling this season and they're in pot one because mm-hmm. they won their league they've got Sevilla who okay are a good team but they yep. Liverpool could, would fancy yep. them certainly at home and I'll come back to that in a second and they've got Maribor which, is, which you'd fancy them to be better than so Julian Nagelsmann of Hoffenheim said something really interesting after the game at Anfield mm-hmm. he said Anfield got to his team mm, that and, is interesting and, and that happens and we've probably mentioned it on this show in the past 
that happens and it's really important because you can't underestimate just how much of a role Liverpool's history plays, not just here, mm. but in Europe as well. And when teams who aren't necessarily that experienced, players who aren't that experienced in Europe, go to Anfield in an evening. It's a cliche and all that, but it is intimidating. For like 20-year-old mm. players though? Like for 25-year-old well, players? It's not even necessarily it, about the about the history in the, in the minds of those players though. It's, it's the noise there, the atmosphere. We've all mm. seen how incredible it can be on those European nights. And in, in Jurgen Klopp, I don't think there's, there, there could probably a better manager in the world in terms of like whipping that up he's well, yeah. so good at it shouting that's football into, into the <laughs> Liverpool night Should I mean that is exactly that sort of what chat. they want yeah. absolutely well, incredible they, they did get to the Europa League final of course and, mm. and at Anfield mm. I mean that game against Dortmund when they turned mm. it around yeah I, I'm was, not I'm, was it, it was Dortmund wasn't it when they when they turned it yeah, around it was, yeah. and which I, was sensational and they beat Man United on the way as well and, and I've not mm. um, I've not been pre- I've not been party to a, a European night at Anfield so I can't I can't um, con- confirm what Jim's saying there. I, I just meant I'm sure he's right but I just meant the history of it, and I but do but think, I think even for points I do think even for younger players, mm. I do think it is because they know about they know about Liverpool. Liverpool mm. are world famous. They have players they've had down the years. They've won five European Cups. I mean, it's big. It's like it's, it's no. It's not that different to go into a, one of the real European super giants these days. I don't mm. think in terms of the history mm. and the club is just. Well, it, would like, it. it would like going to watch uh, play against Milan or something like that. Would yeah, that not be I, a kind I of an so. equivalent? I, in I agree, the, they've been underwhelming for a little while. To, to, well, yeah. in the last decade. So. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and uh, so I just thought it was an interesting comment. Mm. From no, no, no. I think so, and I think I think that is a, that is a, a good draw for Liverpool. Not so good for Spurs. And uh, and despite Wembley's history, that history may go against them. It might do because <laughs> you'd imagine Real Madrid turning up, going, "Yeah, this is this is our stage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this will do nicely. Thanks very much." <laughs> we, we talked a bit about um, about the Wembley thing on Monday, didn't we? So we, we shouldn't probably go into that. Into too we much shouldn't there. do. But, so but it's, it's been a t- it's a tough group for them. But I will say, Dortmund probably aren't the team they were. Uh, I, I saw them in the Champions League final mm. a few years ago. They're not that team, mm. but they're, they're they're still a decent proposition. Very much so, especially if, if Dembele goes to Barcelona, which looks like he is. Uh, Manchester United. That's a that's a that's a good draw for them. And with Ibrahimovic coming back in, yeah, yeah. It's the one trophy that he's missing. Oh, yeah, absolutely, is the Champions I, League. I don't think he'll win it this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's wow. a, uh, such a sort of modern football moment. Early on, I was reading about the uh, the Zlatan thing. Just really casually at the end of uh, end of an article, was Ibrahimovic was quick to take to social media, tweeting, "I united it above an image of him arm wrestling Satan." Yeah. Yeah. Just so casual. <laughs> he, did a, he did a great video of him doing um, roundhouse kicks on a punch bag as well. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't, and he put the quote underneath, "Which knee?" Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> enjoyable. I could have flipped the uh, image. You don't know. He could have done. Yeah. Exactly enjoyable. Mm. Well, you mentioned uh, Julian Nagelsmann mm. early. Obviously, his Hoffenheim team. They're not going to be in the Champions League. It was a bit of a shame because he's he's a very very good young mm. coach, of course. Although he he was slagged off a bit for his attire on the touchline at Anfield, suggestions that he looked like an extra from American Pie. I mean, as a distinctive looking man myself, mm. in terms of I get a lot of criticism for for the beard and all that sort of. He is quite an interesting looking bloke. Yes, I, I think he looks a bit like a guy who used to go down the local car park near where I used to live and look at his car. Like car enthusiast, he something for like everybody. Okay. There. Yeah. yeah, but you, the people say he dresses like America. I think that's what it was. Yeah. Okay. Right. Was looking, I can uh, see that with chinos and and the, the yeah the, yeah the he had that preserver. Look. I don't think he did have a jumper over his shoulders, but he very much. Very much that, could have. Preppy, that's a, that's a, was he a bit preppy? That's then? a yogi. Yeah, pre- pre- preppy's the word. Yeah. A yeah. best so. preppy man. I think but so, he, yeah. he's only thirty, younger than Wayne Rooney. Mental. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there we are. Um, the other person who was getting a lot of pelters at Anfield that night was Dejan Lovren. Mm. He's very unpopular with the Liverpool faithful, isn't so, he? So, so I saw big and the Southampton faithful as well. So I saw Big Sam Allardyce uh, today saying that. I mean, the context of this is that Liverpool are after Virgil Van Dijk. Apparently, we've heard about this for mm. ages, and, and Lovren was. I didn't. I didn't see the game um, last night in its entirety, but I saw the first leg, and Lovren made some mistakes in that one as well. And the, the talk, Sam was uh, Big Sam Allardyce was asked about Van Dijk, and he he said, 
I mean, you know, look, um, Allardyce has achieved a lot in the game, so he knows a bit about it. He said, as far as I'm concerned, um, they've already Mohamed Mohamedou Sako's good enough. He should be playing for them. He should be starting for them. He, well, Allardyce is obviously a huge fan because Sako was crucial. We had him at Palace on, on loan. He was crucial for I just Palace. It was an interesting angle. No, and it's and it's lovely to hear about Big Sam Allardyce back in uh, the public <laughs> <Yeah>. eye. <laughs> Unless you met him in a restaurant. Sako isn't. In, I mean, I'm not suggesting. I think Van Dijk's a good player actually, but Sako is an international player. He's almost been forgotten mm. about. Liverpool. Well, isn't, Sako's a strange one, isn't he? Because he's not a player who likes the ball at his feet, and Liverpool do like to play out from the back. But at the same time, could they sometimes do with a bit of a wrecking ball, just clearing the lines there? I, I think. It's, it's an interesting. I think I, I think Klopp knows better than I. I think so there's I a assume. bit of a personality clash there potentially as well. There's reasons why Klopp is not playing Sacco. Anyway, Liverpool are playing Arsenal at the weekend, and a thigh rubber Ooh, uh, mm. of the weekend, probably one of the thigh rubbers. And the draw between these two on Sunday afternoon is priced at thirteen to five with Bet Three Six Five. So ten pound that returns thirty six pounds. Should there be a stalemate? Mm. Indeed. Just one little mention uh, in uh, the Champions League as well before we move on. Chelsea in the same group as Atletico Madrid. Will we see Diego Costa in the away end at Stamford Bridge? <laughs> that would be funny. He, he, won't Imagine be, it. he won't be able to play for him to the New Year yeah. if he goes there, so that would be interesting. If he, Fly over from Brazil. Yeah, I'd love to see him at the away. That'd be brilliant. It would be absolutely... Looking really overweight. <laughs> <That'd be laughs> great, Still a contracted Chelsea yeah. player. Pie in one hand, pint in the other. <laughs> I don't start yet. Yeah. <laughs> Giving it the V's when they're on the <laughs> Yeah, oh. laughing at all the players trying to get like Christmas off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> got half a season off. Absolutely <laughs> brilliant. Um, but from the Champions League, we move to the big one, the Carabao Cup, and uh, and, and Newcastle are out of it, Peter. They're out of it. Yeah. Uh, we were saved the twenty-two minutes late cup draw at four fifty in the morning in China. In China, no, yeah, China, in yeah. China, yeah, Shanghai. It's not, it's not they're purposely <laughs> mugging off the fans. But yeah. Pete, would it, would it make you feel a little bit better to know that Newcastle now haven't won a competitive match for over three months? Well, what I would say is that Nottingham Forest did get an away tie at Chelsea, so at least we saved that embarrassment. There we go. There we are. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. That's something, isn't it? <laughs> Me, I'd rather not be in it. Concentrate, concentrate on the league, eh? Yeah. Pete, rather than playing Chelsea away in a couple competition, would you rather fold the club? <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather fold the entirety of St. James's Park so it's like two parts of an Easter egg and just cl- clamp it shut yeah. with all the people in it and then just put a Sports Direct banner around the well, side. It would just be the Newcastle Sports Direct statue. What be- happens be- to the people? Benitez they, inside they, or they out? They die. <laughs> they die, Jim. <laughs> Benitez inside or out? What? Benitez in it or outside of the Easter egg? Uh, no, yeah, he should be in it. Going, okay. I knew this was going to happen. Yeah. I shouldn't have stayed now. I'll have to eat my way out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love Pete's, this big steel egg. I love Pete's <laughs> rationale about that. Imagine if like Newcastle had a great season, finished fifth or something like yeah. that. Oh, did you, did you not in the Champions League? Real Madrid would have probably taken us apart. <laughs> <laughs> We could. I'll be funny. We could have been drawn against Real Madrid, Bayern yeah. Munich, Man United. Far away, Spartak Moscow. Big steel yeah. egg. Yeah. Big steel egg. Going back to the to the country's premier cup competition, the mm. Carabao Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, there were some good draws in there. Um, yeah, some, there were some upsets. Some Bristol City beat Watford. And mm. I, I, I love the um, I love the idea of you know the, the, the draw for the round when the big guns come in. Yeah, we're doing that in China. Damn right we Four are. Four fifteen in the morning. By the way, and the good thing is it's not on any TV station. So <laughs> no. if you want to keep up with that, you have to watch it on Twitter. <laughs> and also, if that's not bad enough, yep. we're not going to update the Twitter. For and it was late. Hour. Yeah, it was late, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Twenty two minutes late before they even started drawing the things out. To yeah. be fair, boys, I mean it's a global game now, and are we not sort of you know are we not not thinking about the big fans of the League Cup in? China? 
China. Well, obviously we're not. <laughs> and, and, and also, to be to be doubly fair, did you see the state of the draw last round? Yeah. We, we massively mucked it up, so maybe the best thing for it to go overseas. Yeah, yeah that's true. Did, was there like a video feed, or was it, they were just doing it like draw by draw? Because I, I like to see a video feed of actually being drawn. Pete, surely. Um, just to, oh, I was in bed. <laughs> it was 4.30 right. Do you know what morning. they should have done? Is, you know like when you stay up late for the boxing and it's pay-per-view, they should have made the draw pay-per-view. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. If you're going to stick the right foot in, you yeah. might as well stick the left and foot then, in and as well. And then embargo it and you don't know which team is playing which until you buy the ticket. But as I said at the time, like it's for, it's for, it's for audiences that, like, so 11, it was like 11.30, the draw. That's too early for a draw anyway. Yeah, it is. doesn't make any sense. Pete, also, what they should do is, it, I agree with Marcus, they should embargo it as well and then what they should do is when you really watch it on TV, it's just question mark <laughs> and you don't know until the teams come out of the tunnel. <laughs> oh, oh, damn. I got, I got Plymouth against Portsmouth <laughs> who've only found out they're playing each other today. <laughs> yeah. And wearing the same colour kit. Before we move on to that, um, Manchester United are favourites for the uh, League Cup slash EFL Cup slash Carabao Cup. That's one cup, not three different ones. Yep. And they're currently priced at five to one with Bet365. So £10 on them will deli- uh, deliver £60 including stake should they win it. If they did win the cup, I think Mourinho would consider it a double. Win the Carabao Cup and the League Cup. Mm. Yeah, that's what we <laughs> yeah. did. Yeah, those three got three there. The three, League yeah, Cup, sorry, the EFL yeah. Cup and the Carabao that's Cup. It's treble, if anything. It's all in there. <laughs> it's treble. Get the BBC documentary going. <laughs> Get, this is your life back. DVD sales, the lot. <laughs> yeah. The flipping lot. And what is our best bet with Bet365? It is from Mr. Tom Earl, a brand new man in the hot seat after last week's failure. Um, he's keeping it short and sweet. He says, Hello, my bet of the week is Watford to beat Brighton to nil. I saw Brighton at Leicester and they looked awful. Thanks, Tom Earl. <laughs> he's so, keeping it short. I like uh, that. This is currently 21 to 10, so our £50 will return £155, including stake, with all proceeds going to Prostate Cancer UK. You must be over the age of 18 to gamble and do gamble responsibly. And for more information on that, go to gamblerware.co.uk. So it is Watford to beat Brighton to nil. Uh, 21 to 10 for, so look out for that this weekend Watford I said last week, uh, earlier in the week Watford are going under the radar at the moment I think, I think this is a good bet actually right. I think we're all agreed on that. Um, let's look ahead to the weekend then, eh, chaps? Yeah, before we look ahead to the weekend, though, I just wanted to say something I forgot to mention earlier around the Champions League draw. Did you see uh, Francesco Totti laughing as he drew Juve with Barcelona? Well, did he? <laughs> so, obviously, he's a big Roman man and, 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 and Juve were already in, the, in, in, the, in Group D. He drew out the second thing, he drew out Barcelona, he looked over to her Gigi Buffon mm. and laughed at him. Did they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's Roma boys, though. They're in with Chelsea, Atletico and Karabag yeah, from indeed. Azerbaijan. Unknown I, quantity. I enjoyed uh, Nigel Martin playing cricket. Oh, yeah. Rather, being in goal in, during the in cricket. England yeah. cricket. He's a big cricketer. He, that's all he plays, though. He doesn't play any football. But there is no goalkeeper in cricket. <laughs> there is well, now. There's a man behind the, the post, isn't there? I don't know. Wicketkeeper. Wicketkeeper. I don't know what you call They're it. the same thing. They both wear gloves. Yeah, oh. exactly. We haven't, got, we haven't got time to get into this. Looking ahead to the weekend. First up, Benjamin Glover. He says, as an Everton fan, I'm most looking forward to seeing which wardrobe assistant Conte has listened to this week. Mm. If it's the old-fashioned, sensible one with a traditional moustache, the sharp Italian suit will come out and we'll be spanked. Yep. If he listens to hip young Tina, then he'll don the tracksuit and the spankers become the spankies. We might have to think about deploying Cumin in some shorts be- uh, beforehand to lull Big Cont into a casual vibe. Big Cont. <laughs> <laughs> it's Mufti Day. That's what that. you used to call it, isn't it? That's right, Mufti Day. I'd love um, Conte to come out dressed in a full suit. Uh. 
Ronnie K comes out shorts and flip flops. Everton win. He gives me a little ruffle. Yeah, <laughs> love that. I'd love that. Well, and he's got he's got a copy of Screwball Scramble on his arm. Yeah, it's the last day of school. <laughs> yeah. yeah, away you want. Bring your toys in. That'll be great. Uh, next up, Theo Sayers. Watching my mighty Bolton Wanderers slip to another heartbreaking yet ultimately inevitable defeat. This time to Hull, having not signed a player for cash for the last five seasons and only being able, able to pay four four thousand five hundred in wages because of an endless transfer embargo. <laughs> but I'm not bitter. Doesn't sound like it, Theo. Um, a li- Oliver. Uh, Bailey the Tony Pulis derby looks potentially unsatisfactory <laughs> agree agree mm, yeah. it's got, got prime time billing though isn't it on telly isn't it yeah, yeah. fucking straight yourself in for that um, <laughs> uh, what have we got here um, Rick Fry who's a West Ham fan he says Newcastle being without a point or a goal in the league until West Ham charitably roll into town with gifts in hand <laughs> yeah I, I was thinking about this I think uh, we need to win these matches would probably a draw he says, well, I, draw. He says I give it till five past three <laughs> I, I saw an amazing stat actually on that note um my mate Tommy, who's a West Ham fan, said uh, in the last 50 league games, West Ham have conceded 91 goals. <laughs> oh and Mitro scored in midweek, so yeah, there you I'm go. saying. It's on. And a couple more here. Um, Tom's having a dig at Marcus. Tom Inamorati says, I'm looking forward to Aaron Moy being called Adrian Moy again. Dig at you, that. No, oh, I'm not going to do it, so I'm yeah. yours. <laughs> Joke's on you, Tom. Yeah, and um, actually, it's the weekend, and the show doesn't come out until uh, in, in the, late Monday, early Tuesday. So The joke is on him, Mark. Yeah, very much so. And, and yeah. uh, this is one, possibly Pete can, can chip in and give some advice to. Um, Joe DC says, I'm getting married tomorrow. Oh. Um, Any advice for him, Pete? During the service, or? Happy wife, happy life. In the evening. <laughs> Well, not in the evening. Don't, don't get diggery out. Are you, are you, de- you DJing this wedding? Because I'll tell you something now. If you're DJing this wedding, I DJed with Pete a week and a half ago. He set it up. Yeah. Right? It won't surprise you to know, Marcus. Mm-hmm. Did a couple of songs. We were doing it back to back. Did a couple of songs, just left. Well, just just in, in the venue, talking to people, drinking Peter, beers. I you're acting like you're on the radio. I was terribly upset because Luke uh, basically demanded like the most esoteric, mad indie songs that were never going to get played. And then he had the balls to steal my... Jay Z song and play that out. So I'm right, Luke. You play it yourself. He stole your I'm going Jay-Z to get drunk. song. Yeah, he, uh, listen to you. Know like Pete wrote that. 99 yeah. problems. <laughs> Pete wrote I've that. I've got 100 now. Yeah, right. <laughs> but keeping records, they yeah. won. We yeah. got paid the same. Pete did nothing. <laughs> Jimmy, are you looking forward to anything on the weekend? Lauren Koscielny. It's been too long, pal. Yeah, yeah. fair enough. I'm looking for, well, I, I don't, I, he probably won't play, but uh, if he does, Adnan Yanazai, he signed uh, for Real Sociedad for 8 million. Man United have a buyback clause, you know. Oh, yeah. never burn your bridges. <laughs> it's modern football. Um, Adnan told reporters that he will dedicate his first goal that he scores for Real Sociedad to Louis van Gaal as they didn't get on very well at Old Trafford and van Gaal basically wanted him out of the club. And I thought, you don't understand how dedications work, really. Do it's you? petty. It's petty, isn't it? If do you that when you've scored it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean, you're creating a problem here. <laughs> Rest assured, by the way, if I know anything about Louis van Gaal, he literally no longer knows who Adnan Yanzai is. <laughs> he's well and truly got and rid to of be him. honest, when, you know, he's going to pass away probably sooner than Yanazai, if you ever if you ever if you ever in for a ghosting, if you're ever in for a spooking, I bet Van Hal's bang up for that. What are you going on about? What? <laughs> Who would you be? Yeah, you wake up in the middle of the night and a ghostly apparition that is Louis, Louis Van Hal is at the bottom of your bed shouting, Listen to saxophone lady! And then the, the ghost saxophone lady comes in. Oh, it'd be a mess. Do you, um, Can I just finish, finish this off by that saying? That would be a mess. At time of recording, Louis Van Hal is very much alive. <laughs> Do you experience a lot of Dutch ghosts in the night? <laughs> yeah. They kind of do. Oh, uh, oh what about uh, Leeds signing the Dutch player? Oh, J. Roy Grot. Lovely. Nice. Fantastic. I think that's his name. You, you sprung that on me there. I can't remember off the top of my head, but I think mm. that's his name. No, I think that is I right, think it's yeah. Darren. <laughs> Darren Grot. Adrian Grot. <laughs> Adrian Grot. <laughs> 
Right, there ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble preview show sponsored by Bet365. It's been an absolute pleasure. Say goodbye, Jim. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Luke. Goodbye. Say goodbye to Grossy Pete. Listen to saxophone, lady. <laughs> goodbye from me. doesn't matter uh, how I feel. I'm not uh, frustrated. Why I have to be frustrated? That's good. So, you know that.